0: This paper roll is recorded on the lands of the Bunurong and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: We see an ant. It is hunting for food. Its antennae reaching, touching, seeking, smelling. Its commands are clear, purposeful, simple food as it reaches the clearing it steps out to see just that the pickle could feed the colony for weeks the ant has no concept of doubt and so the existence of food is not surprising unfortunately for the ant it didn't see the sap fall from the tree above it had no reason to and yet Here it is encased, frozen in time. The sap was fatal, yes. But had it not been, the ant would have seen an age pass by. As the sap crystallises, forests come and go, the small amber stone outlasting even the tree that produced it. And here it sits, in a gem store. A connection to time itself. The little ant, frozen, like many other amber stones surrounding it, each filled with other creatures. Strangely, when you look at the ant from a certain angle, it appears to form a letter, the letter D. When we pull out, we see that the arrangement of stones and the various critters within form words. Words that read, dice, paper, roll into the fae wild
2: Welcome, weary travellers. You have stumbled into our whimsical realm. This Ow! is oh oh sorry, I, I meant to leave the door open. Uh, this is <laughs> dice, paper, roll into the fey wild, uh, fey wald. It's like the wild, but it's a little hillier. Uh, we, this is episode twelve, and I am just so excited to be here. Um... <laughs> Bloody stoked, mate. <laughs> doing
0: great. You're doing great.
2: I am. I am. Can, can, I, can I roll an insight energy. check? Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think you need to roll a constitution there, <laughs>
2: This is one of those ones where, like, I, it's, I have this problem in my life where I compliment people and then they're like, are you? Being sarcastic? Oh, no, no, I genuinely, uh, I genuinely meant a nice thing. I'm not. I just have <laughs> always an asshole, you know.
0: Resting sarcasm face. Yeah, I just yeah. have
2: yeah resting inability to talk good, which is great for podcasting. Mm. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens. So episode episode twelve, I I am Greg. <sighs> uh, I'm Greg. Uh, I'm playing <laughs> Dolly Delacroix, uh, a Harrigan uh, wizard. She wears a, a fine waistcoat uh, with a, a pocket watch uh, tucked away. No ticking from this pocket watch, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her bag of oatcakes and scroggin, trusty, by her side, um, ready for adventure and whatever
3: the realms may bring. Ben. My name is Ben and I play Unit, the Warforged Rune Knight Fighter, Level 4. And they are a conglomeration of old scrap metal machine parts. From all different things, it's hard to tell. The most obvious being uh, their chest, which um, used to be part of a -a whack-a-mole machine at a carnival. And uh, Unit's just scored a brand new toy. The weapon they have is the hammer, the the foam mallet uh, that, that came with that. Carnival attraction, uh, but the watchmaker or the the smith that they just met uh, gave me some sweet reach. So now I'm like God of War, apparently. We will see. Uh, <laughs>
4: got that sweet, sweet reach round.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cardi of War. Maybe, maybe I'll start calling Kevin. At- Hello, Atreus. Mm. No, that's boy. not going to work. Scrap that. No, you just got to go Boy. Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come here, boy. Um, Boy, oh, no, maybe, maybe no. Let's not go. <laughs> No. Okay. Uh let's move on. Uh why not, Dan? On to you. <laughs> uh
4: yes, I'm Dan. I'm playing uh Sir Walter Winston Winklepicker Picker the Third. Uh frogman, uh slash human, once human, bard, uh, but now uh, you know, wears a top hat, tails, uh, vest, but now has a super cool monocle. Uh Hanging right. off his eye cheek, I don't know. Didn't you say uh, you
3: like you put it in under your eyelid or something? You wedged right, it, yeah. in? <laughs> I wedged it underneath, held the held in by eyelid. mucus. Because I don't Ooh. think,
4: I don't think, um, do do frogs really have eyebrow? They they're pretty smushy, so yeah, they don't have a socket like,
2: to rest the monocle yeah, in, right? They've so got it's a bulbous just under
4: under the lid, um, just so gently
2: resting on.
4: Oh look at that! I've also got conjunctivitis. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, some some frogs
1: have uh, see through eyelids so that when they close, they can still see.
4: So, <laughs> and what's the purpose I'm of
0: closing w- them then?
4: To keep them wet.
0: Ooh, that's right.
4: I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lauren.
0: Speaking of keeping wet, so. <laughs> 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 okay. I don't know. It was hey. right there. Had uh. to. Yes. Uh, my name is Lauren. I am playing Kevin Strangeways, who is a little boy in the body of a man. He's uh, a very manly man, very burly, very sort of Captain Haddock-esque, big long navy coat, big beard, big bushies, bushy everything. His thatch. He's a man. He's 90% thatch. Um Okay. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, he has acquired a teeny, tiny little Eldritch cannon. Oh, because he's an artificer. Oh, we love to mm. tinker. And uh, he's very excited with this little toy with the um, watchmaker made for him as well.
4: Jack. Kevin Strangeways brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> now turn turned does, him down. Does his, does his chest say, like, There
1: is no such thing as society. The
2: chest is very conservative. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. (laughs) Keeps selling off government assets. He rubs his
0: chest and goes, I call it the Iron Lady.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really hates coal mines. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Who am I? I am Jack. I am the Dungeon Master, and uh, today... I will be stressed, so that is... I'll
0: be playing the role of stress, Jack. Hey, That's everyone, right. yeah. just have a good time. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got it... to try and, like, keep my mouth moving because otherwise it seizes up. Mm. Um. Yeah, Uh. let's get into it.
0: Yay. We believe yeah. in you, Jack. We believe in Thank you.
4: you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, loosen that butthole. <laughs> Two <laughs> loose. <laughs> that
0: was so sincere, Greg. So
1: Thanks.
2: sincere. Nailed it. Yes.
1: Uh. The last episode was honestly just a big debrief. Sometimes you just have to have a big DM. Kevin revealed to the party his predicament, the boy in a big man one. Dolene spoke of her timey-wimey stuff. Walter revealed he is actually a man and not a frog. Unit was candid about their soul moles Randy was snatched through space by the pig mask girl The party conducted a seance Which revealed their fates were indeed linked Surprise (laughs) (laughs) Um. What? That's really convenient (laughs) And they went to the workshop and received the key to the Feywild Along with some stuff for their journey along the way Next up, the Hall of
4: Mirrors. Oh, that was a big episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we had an episode of reflecting, and now an episode of reflecting. Back to. <laughs>
4: oh, I missed <laughs> it. <trip. laughs> hey. Reflections in reflection.
1: Damn. Oh, well. You all look upon a tent, every inch of it is intricately woven. Sewn through every part of it is sequins and mirrors. It shimmers in the wind, almost glowing from the cacophony of lights that surround it. Grand though it is, it appears small. Not much bigger than maybe a four-person tent. Though you know it contains much, much more.
0: Wow, look at all those sequins!
2: (laughs) Wow, it it is bejeweled. I, this looks like quite the fancy tent. I, I, I'm excited.
0: So many s- sequins.
3: Well, this is what we have been waiting for, isn't it, everyone?
0: Well, yes. Yes.
3: But please contain
2: your excitement because this place has befouled us before. Yes. Why would you say that? I'm clearly very excited to be here. Well, I've had some fucking horrible shit happen to me in this tent of mirrors.
4: I was once a man, now I'm a frog. Oh. Yes. Think about it. What could happen to you? What did you see? We could change again. Yeah, that's true. Oh,
3: I hadn't thought of that. I don't want to lose another 24 years, even though time is more of a concept to me.
0: I like being a big man, but I don't want to be like a big old man. You know what I mean? Like
3: (laughs) An eight-year-old in a 72-year-old's body.
0: Yeah, I think that would shock a little bit. Yes,
2: what could happen? Wow. Well, I I didn't have anything horrible happen to me. It seems I'm the only one. Have you been to the House of Mirrors, Jolene Delacroix? No, I've never been here. I I must admit I'm feeling a little nervous, although I still am very happy to be here.
0: Don't worry, Jolene. We'll protect you. Any... uh, uh, puts an arm around her little furry shoulder and gives her a little reassuring squeeze and then also gently pushes her forward to be the first person
2: to well, enter
0: into the Hall of Mirrors.
2: Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> do you want to roll a strength save, I guess? No, no, I would be off guard. I, okay. Definitely. Right. Um, I burst through
3: the tent. Flap. What What do I see?
0: I believe in you. <laughs> Uh, he follows behind us straight away.
3: Great. <laughs> Wait, Kevin, I'm supposed to be protecting you, but never mind, I've got your back, boy.
4: <laughs> Walter lingers a second outside and then, God damn it, I guess I gotta follow, and then he pulls the flap open follows in.
1: None of you are sure how it happened. You don't remember separating. Oh, this isn't good. Oh, no. But you are each alone. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) For all of you, a maze stretches out around you, entirely composed of mirrors. Little points of light shimmer like the night sky above you, barely giving off enough light to see by. A voice calls out, step through the mirror to find yourself a way out. Walter. Who said that? <laughs> I am the narrator.
4: <laughs> Show your face Narrator That be your true name.
1: Walter Winston Winklepicker. The third. Oh shit, they know about the third. You see before you an array of mirrors. The the light around you is sort of cast green as the reflections upon reflections infinitely pass into the distance. And before you, you can see that one of them is not like the others.
4: Uh, what differentiates it from the others? There's sort of like images
1: inside of it. You can't quite see from where you
4: are. All right. I I walk past uh, a bunch of the mirrors and I have like, because I'm a frog, and it's like my uh, Uh, the reflections of me, I get like stretched really tall and then really squat and then like really wide. um, And it just kind of like over accentuates all of my frog-like features. Like, so it goes like kind of gangly, really long limbs. And then like the (laughs) wide pot belly and the big throat and all that kind of thing. Um, And I get to that particular mirror and I look at the images and... And in, inside you can see floating pickles
1: just in space. You
4: son of a bitch. My deepest fears. <laughs> <laughs> Not the pickles. Why did we have to put that as a character trait? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, uh, I try and reach out for a, a, a one of the floating pickles. You're sucked through into the mirror
1: and, um, the pickles all drop to the floor. They're, um, transformed as they fall into little frogs and they start leaping towards
4: something in the distance. <laughs> uh, um, holy shit, I don't really know how to react to this. Um... Uh, what is it, boy? What is it? Talk to me. Show me the way. The the frogs. Where are you sort leading of,
1: me? They they're leaping over each other. They're sort of fighting to get to something. And there's like there's hundreds, if not thousands, of frogs now just sort of leaping towards something in the distance.
4: Um, I I feel uh, my thighs uh <laughs> swell. <laughs> And i get into a, a deep <laughs> squat and then i launch myself with this unknown ability that i had previously because i'd never actually thought about how thick my my thighs were and that i'm a frog and i can probably <laughs> leap really far and shit. Yeah. so i uh like find <laughs> this new strength and uh leap over the top of all of the the little frogs just like kind of like pattering away like a wave over yeah. leapfrogging each other, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I do the biggest leapfrog yes. of of them all. Do you wanna
1: do an athletics check for me on
4: that? Uh sure.
2: I've just got this image of <laughs> of these like really clenched frog thighs and this this Perky little frog butt out the <laughs> back, like. <laughs> I'm glad. Like a red and stimpy cartoon as you yeah, fly through 100%. the air, and the buttocks just quiver, and the
4: there's a little wart that just got like some hairs that just like <laughs> yeah. shake on the end with the quivering buttocks oh. of leaping with a ten. Yeah, that's good.
1: Um, you launch into the air. It's a beautiful. Beautiful frog jump. Um, But you're sort of caught in the air, sort of like molasses, like you're sort of floating through a molasses. And you can see the frogs beneath you all sort of forming up into this, what, almost like the average of all of the frogs almost seems to form a face. And the face looks a little bit like your father. And the face opens its mouth and says, We are going to make a man out
4: of you. Papa?
1: And then just beneath you the frogs dissipate, they run away, and one leaps off into the distance. You can see in the sand beneath you a glossy mushroom with a red bell-shaped cap that jingles when you shake it. That's yours,
4: you get to keep that. Right, I know what to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna give me a mushroom. Uh, post it in a
0: Facebook group at uh, least first, right? Uh, yeah.
4: Just
0: bloody yeah. check on that.
4: Where's this Chekhov's mushroom, Doline? Oh. <laughs> I guess now it is Chekhov's mushroom. That's a
3: great cutaway line, <laughs> Doline. Kevin. Kevin.
4: You. ...are
1: falling. Oh.
2: Not again.
1: And as you're falling, you sort of see things flick past and then you come to a stop and you land on the ground. You seem to be inside of a giant hourglass floating in space.
2: Is it right way up, the hourglass, or does it feel right? Yeah, so the sand, you're on the sand side. I'm on the sand. And I get, I get up and... I dust myself off I look in the, the glass at the warped reflection I, I, I adjust my beret mm. keep my ears tucked underneath okay okay you are a master of time and space you can, you can get through this you, no flames this time this is good um, I nibble a little bit of oat cake for fortitude yeah. Um, and I walk backwards and I spring at the class.
1: Oh, nothing happens. You bounce off of it.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh! and That was a terrible idea. I'm not a barbarian.
1: Gosh. No, you're not. You see, as your vision sort of comes to, you see a woman form out of the sand. And underneath her eye, you can see a chicken foot tattoo. She rotates in the air, gently above a cauldron. She's encased in amber, and a look of shock is on her face. And then the sand rushes away from you, and the woman is taken with it. And now you're looking at a castle that's sort of shifting and you see great iridescent mists pour out from the castle, separating the land in three. Great tears open up across the land, fractures in time and space. And then you see everything start to turn to pickles. Pickles?
2: Maybe that one I ate was a little off. It's... Cloud in my judgment, the rest of this feels like, like a vision, like, like it's connected to something real, but maybe it's just the bad pickle juice. Kevin.
0: Yes.
1: You see a young, skinny, blonde Russell Crowe-esque figure running with a woman.
0: Who is that? Over there.
1: The woman has a chicken foot tattoo under one eye. The woman and the man are kissing now. Now they lay in a bed. You see the man launch out of bed, distress clearly on his face.
0: I thought thought he was going somewhere else.
1: And as he moves out of the bed his figure starts to turn into a frog and before you you see walter
4: wait a minute i'm russell crow
2: you're even thicker than i thought
1: <laughs> unit fires of a battlefield stretch out around you And when the fires dissipate after time, you see a woman picking at the remains. She's sorting through different pieces and collecting them.
3: Hello, can you tell me where I am? Hello, can you hear me? She cannot. When you approach,
1: you can see on her cheek, a chicken foot tattoo. Zabilna? Zabilna? She looks up, but she does not see you.
3: Oh. Am I dreaming? I, I didn't think I could dream. Why, well, this is a strange and wondrous thing. Walter.
1: Your father's face dissolves, and the frogs leap forth. And what's left behind is a shimmering sparkle in the ground. Oh.
4: Walter makes his way towards the uh, shimmering, sparkling... As you approach, the wind blows
1: at the sand and you can see the shimmering thing is a
4: necklace. Your necklace. My shellfish necklace. And I uh, dip my hand down and, like, you know, classic scoop up a whole bunch of sand unnecessarily with picking up the the necklace just to have it, the sand drip through my fingers, slowly revealing more and more of the shellfish necklace. Mm. You
1: can see sort of engraved on its surface. What's that? Satis est satis. Close enough is good enough. Right. And a hand reaches out from the sand and you see beneath that the necklace is still... Fuck. The necklace is still attached to a neck. Oh, fuck. Oh,
4: shit. Oh, I almost... Oh, that was so close. I almost dropped the necklace. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, close enough is good enough. And I look at it. And I see. You. And that behind the figure that was,
1: that's neck, it is still around, is yours. But it's not you as a frog, it's you as a man. Does it
4: look good? Oh, yeah. Like it looks good on the man? The necklace? Yeah. Yeah, it does. If only I could be like that again, I will one day become my former self.
1: And then the walter before you rips at the necklace. Oh shit. And it pulls off and it forms back into a frog and leaps away, the necklace gone. No, come back. It launches towards a mirror at the back of the room.
4: Get fucking back here. I, uh, I attack it with my tongue. That oh, yeah? now i've realized I've, i'm a fucking frog why have i not been utilizing all of my frog-like abilities and my tongue swells in my mouth and my i don't know jowls i don't know um puffed <laughs> out and yes. uh my tongue launches out trying to grab back the necklace um uh dexterity check yeah. It's a Ten on the die again, but I do have a uh, plus four, so a 14 to try and re- reach the uh, the, the,
1: back. the words echo in your head. Close enough is not good enough.
4: Not good enough?
1: You did not catch the frog.
4: Not good enough?
1: Dolene. you are walking across a great... Pickle landscape So squelchy Mountains are made of huge pickles The footpath that you stand on Is made of pickles There's like There's bits of sliced pickles There's pickles all around you It's this swathe of Sickly green The air is so Salty and vinegary (laughs) A butterfly Which is not pickle Shaped Flutters before you it's blue, so it's quite distinct against the rest of the
2: the world. I put out my paw, reaching out for it to
1: And the butterfly closes its wings and falls into your hand, and you hold the pocket watch.
2: I un I open the face of the pocket watch. The cover.
1: The th- the hands in it are spinning normally.
2: I feel like I'm holding the timey my stuff in my hands. I'd, I need to launch myself away from this pickly landscape like some kind of furry torpedo skyrocketing through the the juices that lay about on the floor. Your thumb sort of,
1: you feel your thumb at the... Button on the watch. I clicked the button. Kevin.
0: Yes. <laughs> that was. Walter was a was a man and there was a lady and they were doing something in a bed. I assume they were just drinking milk and eating cookies. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That's what I'd do if I had a lady in bed. Lots
4: of cocaine. You <laughs> were now standing.
1: <laughs> You are now standing atop a mountain. So big. Before you you can see a group of mercenaries. They're laughing and being
0: boisterous.
4: Ah oh, lads. Fellas. This and
0: pretty. That looks like a lot of fun. Maybe I should go and go and join in. Oi, lads! You need someone else to Make ha- fun yeah. with.
3: Give us an arm wrestle. Let's do some Greco Roman <laughs> wrestling. I'm
0: big boy.
3: What do you want, kid? As you approach, you see that
1: you, Kevin, and Unit are there together as part of the Mercenaries. You're having a great time.
4: Oh, Kevin, you're such a good bloke.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so are you, Dad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, and you're you're all right for a mechanical being unit. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate your input. Uh, unit, you
4: pull your weight. You've been a great addition to to this here Banditry camp. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and and Unit, let's raise a toast of our. Fucking tankards to Kevin and Unit. Yeah,
2: mercenary toast.
0: Yay! I toast to me and Unit. Best friends forever. To
2: Kevin and me. Yeah. Yay!
0: Yeah, I love being a mercenary. Yeah. yeah.
1: To you, Kevin. They all look so happy, and that your gaze lingers in the distance, and you see a figure behind them. She's standing in the mist behind the group of mercenaries.
3: What are you looking at, Kevin?
0: There's a lady standing just behind the missionaries. I mean, the mercenaries.
3: You you really should be present with us, Kevin. This is a joyous moment. We've worked hard to celebrate. I have a feeling... And your attention wanders (laughs) off, always with the women. I suppose it does come with your age. Strange feelings.
0: Willie's my age right now in this moment? How old am I? I feel like this is maybe a bit that's missing between me being a little boy and me being like, I don't know, (laughs) mid-30s.
1: 32. Could
0: this be a bit of my life that I missed?
1: Yeah. As you approach the woman, you see that she also has a chicken foot tattoo under one eye. And as you watch her... Liquid amber pours up her body and encases her in space. And she slowly rotates in the air above you. And beneath you is a cauldron.
0: Yucky. <laughs> a cauldron? Uh, I want to see what's in that cauldron. I'm just going to go on and have a little peekaro inside, see what's... In the cauldron. Yeah? Yep.
1: You go, as you approach, you look over the edge of the cauldron and it's bubbling and brothing. But it slowly sort of forms a smooth surface as you look in and you see yourself as a young boy.
0: It's me, as a young boy. What am I doing?
1: Unit. The woman... With the chicken foot tattoo stands before a great anvil, a giant behind it. The woman hands the giant a sack with the dozens of body parts that she collected, and the giant takes it. And from the steam and the heat and the flames behind the anvil, you see yourself rise in the giant's hands, but your surfaces are smooth. They're completely flat.
3: What am I witnessing? This is most peculiar. Your vision
1: is now filled with the woman's face. She takes your hand and places it on her womb. You must protect my son. And intricate carvings wind themselves from the hand across your body. Your vision is filled with aquamarine
0: light. Just broke down a little bit, I think. Shit.
3: <laughs> what is this a memory I am feeling? What is this my birth? The light infuses into to unit uh, as as their eyes flicker, um, and the, the teal green kind of energy just lights up, and uh, a warmth suffuses their body in a sense of, of purpose. I know what I must do. Dolene. You see yourself in
1: a mirror now, but your eyes in it are shut.
2: I, I want to try to get control of this space because I'm used to traveling through time and, and I'm going to try and do an arcana to try and level my mind. Yep. Oof, 25.
0: <laughs> 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 wee wee! Yeah. Nice. And with that,
2: oh.
1: your third eye opens on your forehead. You see the world differently. All around you, golden threads are passing across the world that you see. Everything that you move through is cast in these golden, flickering lines. Except before you, something is not quite like that. As you move towards it, it becomes clear that it's the burrow's heart and it's flickering and shifted and cracked. It's like it's shattered.
2: I reach out with my paws as if to push the light and the thread back together.
1: And when you open your eyes, you are falling. And the burrow is shrinking far away as it moves away from you.
2: No.
1: Mom. Dad. I'm still coming. And the flames, the flames are licking up everything. And space and time is shattered
2: with it. I won't fail you. I'm coming. I'm coming to save you all.
1: Unit, you see snippets of yours and Kevin's time together after the carnival when you first met. It's just f- flickerings of moments. Like every time you blink your eyes, you see a new one, but it's too fast to get a hold of.
3: Can I try to secure one image? Yeah. Like to, to stop this sensation that's coursing through me? Because I don't think Unit would ever have. No. Experienced this before, like this sort of onset or surge of memories.
1: Your eyes flicker. It's kind of like a roulette wheel, and it stops at one. It's you and Kevin at the carnival, and you're falling through the mirror. And a tear opens up in the sky, and you fall through, and you land in the tavern where you woke. Or you remember waking.
3: Is Kevin a boy or a man in that image? A man. Hmm. Unit's senses are working overtime to try and make sense of, of what they are seeing and what's going on, but to no avail.
1: Walter. The mirror before you leaks water, it's seeping through. The frog that you previously tried to catch has just leapt through the mirror and the swampy water is pouring in from the mirror beyond.
4: Walter makes his way through the uh, swampy water, desperately trying to chase down the frog that has leapt through and like feeling himself getting sunk and pulled more and more into the murky mush and fighting against it. and just as he's like sinking all the way deep into it, his hand reaches and touches the mirror and pushes against it.
1: Before you, in the distance, you can see a figure rise from the swamp, hair billowing down to the swamp water itself. The figure turns towards you. Uh, it is a There's a cackle. It is not.
4: Mave?. Hey fuck, what was your name? Shit. This is really bad. <laughs> I'm just pulling up my character <laughs> sheet and just quickly looking at the notes no. that I wrote down and just gotta swipe a couple more times. Features and traits, no proficiencies in languages, no description. Uh background characters, yeah. Notes. This is the one that I was looking for. Um close enough is good enough, yes. Uh the Lady Maeve.
3: The Lady Black. picturing Maeve. Walter like taking out a notebook, like
0: well, a book. book of names, <laughs>
3: yeah. but he just like,
0: oh, oh, oh. Jane? Um, no. Uh well this one's crossed out, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs>
1: Maeve! Mave! Lady Maeve! As you as you sort of carry yourself through the swamp it's sort of thick and muddy and you're pushing through the water you get close and the figure's hair parts and it is not Maeve it is an old lady wrinkles line her face but as you get closer those wrinkles fall away like sand and before you stands an elegant and svelte angular woman
4: oh uh my, 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 apologies. I uh, uh, must have mistaken you for someone else. Um, but hello, my name is Sir Walter Winston Winklepicker the Third. Um, the crone cackles. I d- do have that effect. Her,
1: her cackling echoes out across the swamp. <laughs> And she smiles and she reaches up with the necklace in her hand and she reaches it out
4: towards you. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I will take that very much way. As you reach for it, she
1: drops it into the muck.
3: <clears throat> Close enough
1: is good enough. And you're sucked into the swamp. Touché! Kevin. Yes. You are in the rain. A tram dings and passes you by.
0: Ah, it's the 96, my favourite tram.
1: You see the woman with the chicken foot tattoo under her eye, and she's standing behind where the tram was. You see that next to her is Unit. Their hand is extended with an umbrella opening over the two of them. They walk in front of you. They don't see you. They walk down a street, down an alleyway, around a bend, past a roundabout. They're somewhere in Fitzroy now. There's terrace houses all around you. And then they stop at the front of one of those houses. It is your
3: house.
0: Ah, uh, Well, I'm in, I'm in Smith Street. Uh she go to Fluffy Torpedo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've mean, I had a decent ice cream since we came to the carnival. There's all shit here. It's my house. We're outside my house.
1: Yeah. And the woman opens the door and walks in. The woman is holding what appears to be a child, a baby, if you will. And she turns and gives the child to unit and unit cradles it and holds it. I will always protect you. And the woman takes out of her satchel a small golden unicorn and places it on a chair. And she starts getting to work, her hands weaving golden threads around the golden uniform unicorn. (laughs) And out of those threads, They weave together and form what seems to be a figure. And then flames burst up from the bottom and carve out the space beneath. And you see a woman form. It's your grandma.
0: Grandmama?
1: Unit hands the child to your grandmother. And she smiles and looks after the child. And then they leave. Unit turns to the woman and says, will he be safe? The woman hesitates. Yes, for eight years at least. And then you're all shuffled through mirrors and you all wind up in the same space. Fate has a way of pushing things together, especially those tied with it. And so it was that having had visions of the past, present and future, the party, a hare, a frogman, an automaton and a boy in the body of a man, all stepped out of mirrors at the same time into the same space. Curious. Patreon segment here, but I'm sure you already know about our Patreon and all of its benefits. Some of you are asking yourselves, and me, but Jack, how can I contribute without having to pay with real money that I earn during a cost of living crisis? Well, kind listener, I have several ways you can help keep our pod afloat. One, write a review on your podcast platform of choice. I did mine on iTunes. Two, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave some suitably nasty comments on our videos there. <laughs> Follow our social media accounts at Dice Paper Roll. That's R-O-L-E. My review went something like this. The Patreon segments... Were my favorite part. The guy who reads them is clearly very handsome and has immensely prominent pectoral muscles. I barely listened at all. Five stars. Isn't that nice?